Reconstructionist Radio presents The War Room, where we discuss tactics for strategic Christian living. Mighty Lord, extend your kingdom, be the truth with Welcome to the War Room. This is Bill Evans. I'm out here at a rest area in eastern, I should say western Alabama. It's a a cool, brisk, very pleasant uh, post-election morning. I was still driving uh, early this morning when President-elect Trump made his uh, acceptance speech. Normally, my the interview format uh, for the war room is, involves me either uh, being in someone's home or at a convention or being able to pull someone aside from a group and, and eke out a few minutes or doing a Skype interview with I've got my computer set up. And many of you know, because I'm a long-haul trucker and I haul refrigerated food that my life, as I often say, is one of ambient noise. And so for me to to do anything like that, I have to, it, I really depend upon providence. Timing is really everything. And uh, there are a few people that I have talked with several times about doing interviews and have provisionally uh, uh, gotten an agreement to do an interview at some point, Jeff Durbin, uh, Jeff Botkin, George Grant, and others. Others I've driven around the country, and I do, I drive approximately three to 4,000 miles a week, so I'm pretty busy just holding a steering wheel, and, uh, and I pray about the opportunities to meet with people and uh, how we're going to be able to put together an interview, not just to meet a deadline, not just to have something for you to listen to, but that will be um, beneficial to the people of God, something that, the, that will actually put points on the board and move the ball down the field. Uh, as you know, the, the whole pretext of the War Room podcast are tactical questions to strategic for strategic Christian living and um, it's been going it's about now what going on uh, it'll be a year I think in February when we did the first podcast and and I'm very happy gratified to see that the podcast offering on Reconstructionist Radio has grown especially been especially uh, personally enriched by uh, Post Mill Report with Nathan Conkey and Axe to the Root by Bojadar. Now, about that, I want to say briefly that I am I'm sort of tore up, to use a southern expression, about the fact that more believers haven't been forthcoming to record their testimony for our Friday podcast, which was also an idea that I had to hear from the saints called Once Dead. That's where you get a chance to brag on Jesus 
and to tell others what great things he has done for you and how he's had mercy on your soul. So I, I'm going to use this uh, as a uh, this opportunity to speak with you all today as something of a mild rebuke to my War Room listeners and the people that are involved with Reconstructionist Radio, either other podcast um, uh, hosts or uh, narrators. And that is, we are commanded to always be ready to give an answer for the reason that, for the hope that is in us. And uh, your testimony uh, contains, providentially contains elements and the circumstances of your life uh, are such that people will uniquely relate to your story who would not necessarily relate to someone else's story. And so we, I want to challenge you uh, in the name of the Lord to step forward and to um, contact Jason, who is our uh, conductor. He's the uh, executive producer, uh, director um, of Reconstructionist Radio, to get let him uh, send you a message that will explain the specifics of what we're looking for. But I'll just tell you real briefly, the way these testimonies work is you start out, uh, my name is Bill Evans, I was once dead, because that refers to our, 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 the time when we were children of wrath, even as the rest. And then we want to tell the, the story of our faith journey, how the Lord brought us to himself, and include enough of the scripture, enough of the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, the power of God unto salvation for them that believe. We want to include the gospel you know, at least the rudiments of the gospel in our testimony so that someone listening to our... I, w- one of the criterion that I always wanted uh, placed upon myself is that I wanted to be sure that if a person heard my testimony and I never spoke to them again, if they went to home that night and they were laying in bed awake, they would have heard enough gospel truth, enough of propositional truth in the Word of God that the Holy Spirit would be pleased to use that to explain to them why they need Christ, why, you know, who their greatest, what is their greatest danger is the wrath of God, dying apart from God, what is their greatest need is to be united with Christ by faith and to appropriate all the the um, the gifts of God on their behalf, that is forgiveness of sins, um, joy unspeakable, eternal life, um, the indwelling Holy Spirit, uh, and a, a reason to live. We want to include propositional truth in your um, testimony. And last, uh, what God is doing with your life today, how has he directed you and how has he shaped you, sharpened you into a, an arrowhead that you can that can be fired at the enemy? What does what God have you doing today to make his name great, to love your neighbor, to extend his kingdom? And then at the end, it, it ends with, my name is, you give your name, and, and I'm now kingdom-driven. Referring to the fact that uh, Matthew 6.33, we're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And so for those who have been listening to Reconstructionist Radio, maybe you listen to only one or two of the podcasts, maybe you've enjoyed some of the audio books, I urge you, and I, I strongly urge you to do this because once your testimony has been recorded and has been 
uh, put into an MP3, and then it's sent to Jason according to his instructions. Your testimony can literally go around the world. You know, I may hear a testimony of a young person who says something that I can just it just it 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 comports so closely with, let's say, a young person that I know, or or whatever your station in life. And now I have a tool, a specific message. I can say, hey, I want you to listen to something. This guy really reminded me of you. And then your testimony can be used, unbeknownst to you, to lead a young man or young woman or an old man, old woman, uh, child, uh, whatever, to the Lord that you never knew of. Uh, but because you've, you have got it out there, it's in a, it's in a format that can be, can be emailed, texted, uh, link sent to it. Uh, who knows how God will use that story? So I urge you and, and I adjure you by the living God that you need to do this. If you have not recorded your testimony, and in fact, let me submit to you that in the process of going from being a young Christian, going through your spiritual pediatrics, follow up to becoming a mature disciple of Jesus Christ, you should have already given your testimony a number of times to people. Uh, it, and it's a good practice, it's, good, it's a good discipline that everyone should do this. And if you're uncomfortable, you know, and you're doing this in the uh, um, privacy of your home, I've even suggested that if you have husbands and wives whose whose uh, faith journey uh, run very close to one another, perhaps you were both uh, saved in the midst of of, this, of a similar uh, set of circumstances or personal tragedy, or then even do it together and tell your story collectively as a husband and wife. That would be perfectly acceptable. So I urge you a, to do that. Give your testimony. Reach out to Jason Sanchez and do it today. Tell Jason, I'd like to share my testimony. I need the instructions on how to actually do it. You're going to need a, a decent microphone, uh, or, or you can record it off of a, a free voice record app on your smartphone and speak into it. I, I do recommend that you write it out first, or you dictate it into a note pad app on your phone so that you're not stuttering and stammering uh, when you're trying to present it. You want it, it, There's no time limit. You know, it can be 15 minutes. It can be 30 minutes or more, depending on how, you know, what the Lord leads you to share. And, and, and we want to put particular emphasis not on our, our life before Christ, but how God is using you today. Uh, how are you engaged in the battle? Uh, what are you doing and, and what lessons have you learned and what lessons and helpful uh, tactical tips do you have for your brothers and sisters opportunities that are all around them that perhaps they've not they're not utilizing because they don't they haven't seen them their eyes hasn't been, haven't been opened so first thing is we wanted we, I really want to take this opportunity to urge you to share your testimonies secondly and, and we, I've attempted this and this, the, and the problem with this is as much mine as it is anyone else's, but that is the need to be prayed. You know, we can do more than pray after we've prayed, but we can't do more than pray until we've prayed. And I'm abso- I've been persuaded. I, I, won't, I maybe the word convinced is too strong, but I'm certainly persuaded, and I should be convinced that for Reconstructionist radio in particular, and us as uh, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ in general 
our lives and the things that we undertake to accomplish for His glory and, and for the good of His people has to be bathed in prayer. Now, we have, the Lord has given us wonderful tools of dominion. Who would have thought that we would have the, the ability, you know, just a, a few decades ago, that the idea that we could have had an effort like this uh, comprised of believers from all over the country and even in some from other continents without being in proximity to one another uh, was possible to have a ministry like Reconstructionist Radio, uh, like the podcast, like the audiobooks. It, it was unthinkable, and yet, praise God, what, what, what wonderful tools he's given us. That's one of the reasons, frankly, why um, uh, I think post-millennialism is so compelling and so uh, it's just so obvious to me that God wants us to accomplish far greater things than we have asked or even imagined uh, is because he's given us tools that are unprecedentedly powerful to accomplish his purposes. I mean, imagine if uh, a man like a Livingston or a Carey had possessed anything remotely. You know, I'm always rebuked when I see the, you know, the writing, the, the, uh, just the uh, uh, productivity of men like Spurgeon and Calvin and where they were pain-racked and didn't have antibiotics or antiseptics and didn't have access to the kind of medical care we have, didn't have word processors, didn't even have an ink pen and, and, and necessarily good paper. These are, you know, but what did they have? They, they must have had a, a double portion of the Holy Spirit because what they produced was phenomenal compared to what they have. And look at what we produce compared to what we have. Now, there are some productive people among us. We've got the Joel McDermott's and the Gary Norris and the Rush Dooney's, and there are some really super productive people. There are uh, people who are productive as musicians. There are people who are prolific as writers and, and, and preachers and evangelists. And there are people who are prolific involved in the work of abolition of abortion who just seem like they're everywhere. People like Peter Hammond who are out there at the tip of the spear virtually on three or four continents. There are there so we do have some shining examples and we need to look at these brothers and 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 not be amazed at them. We need to we need to uh, we need to uh, imitate them in terms of productivity. And um, so I, I, I real we what I've wanted to do for some time is to have a weekly prayer meeting. Now, it's been clear to me that because I'm in a different state, I go to sleep in a different state every night. Oftentimes, I'm in a different um, time zone. I'm in two or three time zones a day sometimes. Um, no time, and, and I, have an, I have an oddball schedule anyway. Uh, so no time that works for me is going to work for everyone. But Jarrett uh, has kindly, we've published, and I'll publish it again, the... Um, the uh, telephone number for a corporate uh, conference call service that uh, Jared up there in Dayton, Ohio uh, has kindly uh, made available to us. We haven't used it in a while. And what I was doing is I was maybe posting a message on Friday evening or Saturday afternoon saying, hey, tonight at 2200 Central Time, we're going to call into this number and we're going to pray. And Invariably, I've had a few people, but I've been a few times when no one's shown up. And it's because it's, you know, perhaps they had a date, our children were sick, or they had company, or, or were on the road, or what have you. And, and, and this is not an indictment. Uh, what, I would, what I want to suggest via this podcast, and I will, I'll 
compose a message and post it later on uh, various different groups or uh, Reconstructionist Radio Discussion Group, Level-Headed Christian Reconstructionist, um, the Abolitionist Groups, and, and, and others. Uh, my own Facebook page, maybe a few other Facebook pages from Joel and, and, and Bo and a few others that people are following. And suggest that what if you believe in prayer, and if you're listening to this, you ought to believe in prayer. I'm sure you believe in prayer. And you realize that not only for our own uh, for the sanctification of the body, for the purification of the body, for the knitting together uh, of our hearts in love, for the pursuit of the unity of the spirit, the bond of peace. Um, you know, if you listen to my interview with Phil Kaiser, you know that nothing uh, builds camaraderie and love and commitment to one another than uh, spiritual than, than warfare. And, and prayer is spiritual warfare. And so we ought to be praying together. We ought to be praying together so that we're agreeing with the promises of God and asking God to not only bless our humble efforts here on this Reconstructionist radio uh, uh ministry, if you will call it, but but in our own separate lives and whatever opportunities and challenges we're faced with individually. Uh, you know, we're praying, hopefully you're praying for people like Nathan Conkey and, and Roger Oliver and uh, Bo and, 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 and Botkin and, and, and Bot Kaiser. You're praying for the people that you hear and you're praying for the ministry efforts. We want to hear about more ministry efforts. That's part of my goal here is to expose and to introduce uh, my listeners with two Ministries that you may not be familiar with. So no no time that I allocate and set aside and say, okay, why don't you meet me at this number at this time and we'll pray. It's like making a, a date. Join me down at the, the Waffle House or the Denny's. Let's have a cup of coffee and fellowship or I'll come over to your house. It's like making a date. It, sometimes that's difficult. It's one of the reasons why um, I sometimes have to really scramble. Sometimes I don't have anybody to talk to uh, on a particular day to record a, a podcast. Uh, it, I believe providentially this was a gap so I could address you all uh, on these topics. But uh, every one of you who listens to this podcast, we ought to be sending up prayers night and day before the Lord. We ought to be always before His throne petitioning Him for His grace and His help in time of need. And, uh, and I believe we have not because we ask not. That's what Jesus said. And so prayerlessness is a great bane. It's a great uh, uh, upon us. And it's to our, and it's to our shame. So what I want to suggest to you that if you're listening to this War Room podcast or you're a member, well, obviously if you're hearing this now, and if you're a, uh, just a listener or whether you're a narrator or, or a pastor or a layman, whatever you are, whatever your role, uh, house, uh, you know, homemaker, mother, wife, um, single, whatever, if you have a time where you know that based on your weekly schedule or that you can... Uh, pray, uh, and that you're willing to be there on that conference call line so that others can join you. They can dial in and join you in prayer if it's just two or three. But there ought to be prayers going up night and day, around the clock, throughout the week. And it's and it's not fitting that we as believers, men and women who believe in prayer and, and, under, and know that we ought always to pray and not grow faint, to, to give thanks and pray without ceasing, uh, that uh, we're not doing this together. Now, I'm not suggesting that uh, I know anybody's heart or that you're not praying throughout the week. You may be praying for me, and, and thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I know I pray throughout the week for my brothers and sisters, but there's nothing like praying together. And so I would suggest that what we're going to do is uh, I can create a 
I don't, you know, I don't know if we need another group, but the idea is, is for you to um, come forward and say, look, uh, I live in California, and uh, Wednesday nights at uh, eight o'clock my time, Pacific time, I, 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 that's a time I will, I will take a watch on the wall. This is like people taking turns, standing guard duty. And say, I'll take the first watch, I'll take the second watch, I'll take the third watch. So you know what you can do. You know when your schedule generally has, and, and so what I'm going to ask you to do is make a commitment to a time slot each week, 30 minutes, 30 minutes each week to be on that phone so that we can, so that, and, and, and we'll put together a page uh, where all these time slots, everyone who is volunteering to take a turn on the wall, the time zone and the time and the date of the week where they'll be able to pray that they'll they'll commit to be there and to wait for five or ten minutes until they're joined by others and and, and, and to pray just them and the Holy Spirit until that time but that way we can you what's good for you may not be good for me but if if I know that you're going to be on there praying at a certain Wednesday night at, at nine o'clock Pacific time, well, that, okay, that may be 1 a.m. in the morning on Eastern time for me, but maybe you were up with a sick child or you have a, a job at night or you were driving, and so you'll be able to dial into that with your phone and participate in that in that conference call. So I, I, I want to encourage you to think seriously about this. Uh, that's really on my heart. Now, the other thing I, I wanted to, to, to mention and I started trying to do this the other day and just had too much noise uh, where I was. And that is, uh, I travel about three to 4,000 miles a week, and I'm always meeting with people uh, in the last several weeks, several months. I've met with, uh, uh, you know, and some of these people you don't know. Now, we've got well-known personalities, people who are writers and, you know, authors and speakers, and we listen to, we all know who Bo and Joel and Gary DeMar and Gary North and R.J. Rush, Dooney, Greg Bonson, Ken Gentry, you know, um, David Chilton, uh, Phil Kaiser. We know who these people are. Everybody knows who these people are. There's a lot of young people who are, who are home, were homeschooled, and they have virtually grown up into what we call Christian Reconstruction. And there are people who are out there leading the charge today, and, and there are the names that we all recognize. But what a lot of people may not know is that there are a whole bunch of people who've been around for a long time, and they may not be as well-known. Uh, my friend uh, Mike Chastain, who I've interviewed, uh, was the first guy I ever knew that uh, espoused post-millennialism and theonomy. I didn't even know what it was back in 1980. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't realize what the big deal was. I just knew it was a little bit different. Our Ronald Kirk, who's been around since the early days uh, and, and lives out in Ventura, California. He's in his uh, mid-60s. Him and his wife, Christina, out there. And uh, he's talked to me about getting interviews with Marshall Foster or Kirk Cameron or Dennis Peacock or other people uh, that are hard to get a hold of because these are busy people. They're involved in the in the battle and necessarily you know recording a podcast you know in in the midst of all their other speaking engagements tours documentaries movies preaching is just not something necessarily high on their priority and it's not like we're you know we're not NBC news uh, you know the war room is a pretty humble little effort you know by a truck driver no less 
So it's not always conducive. I'm not always able to be in the right place at the right time to get the kind of, you know, and it, it, it's almost like I have to sell uh, the, somebody on an idea of doing an interview. Uh, you know, I've met with Jeffrey Botkin, who a lot of you have heard of or know, and, and he you can pray for him. He's been suffering with a uh, neurological condition that's caused really severe pain. I'm talking about like 9 on a scale of ten, 1 to 10 pain. And uh, there have been some times when he just has not been able to to do it for the, for the you know, he, he suffers through the pain a lot, but there, sometimes it's just worse than it is at others. So you can pray for him. Uh, Joseph... Uh, Foreman, uh, who has been around, uh, a lot of people don't know who Joseph Foreman is, and he was a national director of uh, Operation Rescue. He was um, co-founder of Missionaries to the Preborn with Matt Trahella. So he'd been around a while. I mean, he went graduated from Westminster Seminary, uh, married uh, Edmund Clowney's daughter Anna or Ann. Uh, they have a successful business, uh, catering business. Uh, she is a off the chart, world class chef in. in uh, uh, Black Mountain, Montreat area, North Carolina, and I met with him. He wrote a, a book called uh, Shattering the Darkness, uh, which I'm working on now. We want to get him on here. He's the one, He's believe it or not, this guy was the one responsible for luring Bojadar to the United States. So we all owe him a debt of thanks. Uh, Ronald, uh, who's out there in Ventura, wrote a book, Thy Will Be Done, uh, When All Nations Call God Blessed. Uh, Great-looking book. A good handbook. We've, I've interviewed Don Schanzenbach with uh, Advancing the Kingdom, his workbook, which is out of print. We want to get that done. There are a lot of people on the edges. You know, George Grant's talked to me about doing, we've talked about doing an interview, but this is a busy man. You know, with school, church, writing, uh, preaching, speaking, traveling. Uh, and, of course, there's other people that I've met that I've not been able to, to interview. Whose interview I've not been able to air, so I've aired this, some of those on my own um, on my own uh, Facebook group. And if you want to hear from Peter Hammond or or, uh, or uh, John Weaver, then I suggest you uh, you talk to Jason Sanchez about it and and tell him why you think we should. But you know, there's they have some views on uh, on uh, interracial marriage that have been deemed. Uh, uh, incompatible with the mission statement of Reconstructionist Radio, so I have submitted to that. And although I think they were good interviews, I have not aired them and won't, uh, out of respect for Jason. And uh, and, and and Jason, by the way, uh, I want I want to express a special thanks for Jason. Number one for his vision in the in the in setting up and starting Reconstructionist Radio, the audiobooks. His his vision was brilliant, and also his. Uh, his uh, his hand on the on the tiller, uh, the uh, keeping this thing moving, and uh, somebody listen. Um, the boss ain't always right, but he's always the boss, and I may not agree with uh, every decision that Jason has made in reference to Reconstructions Radio. But I have no doubt that Jason is. Um, by God's grace, is in charge of Reconstructions Radio. So, um, you know, I submit to uh, that leadership that he has provided, and uh, I, I'm just so much appreciate his faithfulness in the midst of his monumental uh, responsibilities as a busy uh, homeschooling dad, and loving husband, and uh, business owner, and and abolitionist, and and, and a leader out there in Southern California. So. 
Uh, it's a shout out to my brother, uh, Jason. Um, what really has been apparent to me that a lot of these men that I've met with, and yet you've not heard from because we still haven't uh, been able to put together an interview time format or they haven't been able to select a question or whatever, is that um, my great privilege uh, is not that I have gotten to record these people talking to me uh, as though that made me something, but my great privilege is that I've got to meet these people and in some cases have been able to, you know, forge some sort of a fledgling friendship. In some cases it's more, uh, you know, more solid than others. Some people you just naturally relate to better than others. Some people are just way too smart for me to be as close friends as I might like. And I'm just sort of a hanger-on-er. You know, I'm not a, uh, you know, I haven't read everything. I've got a lot of books, but that doesn't mean I've read them. And I, I call myself uh, an organic reconstructionist. Uh, I've been around, you know, been around since about 1976, and so I've kind of picked up some things. And with age, you gain some exp- you, you gain some perspective. It's not always right. I've learned a lot from uh, the young men and women, and well, just about everybody around is younger than me. So, uh, so I've learned probably the most of anybody and my great privilege has been to go out and befriend these people and to be able to uh, drop a few names say hey you know I'm a friend of so and so and so and so and so and so and that's open doors for me that I otherwise would have been closed uh, the, the, the privilege for me is that I can say hey I've gotten to know these people I've gotten a chance to listen to them and learn from them and uh, I'm blessed by that my own personal sanctification has been greatly enhanced uh, by my relationship with uh, all y'all and uh, the other thing is is support you know uh, we have people out there like American Vision like uh, uh, Bulgarian Reformation Ministry like uh, the Pierre Veret and and uh, uh, Christ for Every Nation with Nathan Conkey and uh, and um, uh, Roger and Marcy Oliver uh, we need to look for opportunities uh, to support uh, our abolitionist brothers people like Matt Trujella and Russell Hunter uh, men who are out there on the front line if you can't be on the tip of the spear you need to support the people who are so I also want to make a, pl- a plug to my war room listeners that prayerfully consider you know uh, supporting some of these brothers and sisters who are on the firing lines. Uh, this is not just, you know, uh, you know, you can listen to the radio, you can drive down the road, and you can sit and listen to, uh, you know, there's a lot of free programming uh, out there. But, uh, and there's, and, and, and certainly Reconstructionist Radio, there's no charge for the audiobooks or any of the podcasting, but that doesn't mean, it, mean it's free listening. You see, if it doesn't change us, if, if listening to the podcasts and the uh, audiobooks don't change our, our, our living, they don't change our behavior patterns, they don't change our priority of our prioritizing of time and of money and of energy, then, then we might as well, you might as well be listening to elevator music. So we want to, uh, so as you, and, and, and by the way, the people that you, um, are supporting financially, they may know they may not always have a 501c3 tax exempt status, and they may not even be a ministry. Sometimes they're just individuals. 
and as you pray for them, you know, I can I can almost tell you, in, uh, from I can certainly tell you from personal experience that the enemy will not put a, a thought in your brain to send a couple hundred dollars to Scott Allen Bus at Fire Breathing Christian or to Bojan Armaranoff to help out with expenses or because he's got to travel or or Nathan Conkey because you know he's been you know he's a solo uh, young man you know uh, middle aged man in Mexico and, you know uh, doesn't have this necessarily this big glamorous uh, uh, you know heroic sort of job description of what he's doing it's sort of uh, in a support role if, if God lays on your heart if you're driving along or praying one day and you have this and you're listening to the Holy Spirit that still small voice and you're feeling inclined that I ought to send a couple hundred dollars to this brother or this family I read about on Facebook uh, I, I like what Kathy Kaiser Phil Kaiser's wife uh, mentioned that when you're when you re, when you read a Facebook post pray for the person in the post Especially if you're on one of the one of our special groups, you know, uh, that we that we that you may belong to. But these, as you as people post, use that providentially as a as a prompt to pray for somebody. I thought that was really simple and 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 and, and right on. So uh, if God leads you, if you find yourself just strangely sort of thinking, you have this sort of random stray thought comes into your from the peripheral of your uh, of your of your mind, I ought to you know I ought to give that person some money. That ain't the devil. That's most likely the Holy Spirit and uh, obedience is, is a beautiful thing. And um, I think that giving is definitely an, a means of grace. I can tell you that in my personal that my life that uh, uh, it has been a real blessing. And 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 again, we pray for the people that we support. And so, so what's the takeaway from this? Well, oh, and one other thing I want to add: a lot of the people that I've met, like Ronald Kirk, like uh, uh, Joseph Foreman, uh, other people I've met on the fringes, uh, a lot of these guys are—they've are, been around a long time, and they may not—they may not be waving the flag that says Christian Reconstruction on it. You know, uh, one of the most common questions I heard, and I had to make a phone call the other day. Uh, someone asked, uh, I was Jordan Wilson, or someone asked if there were any uh, congregations in the Greenville, South Carolina area that were um, sympathetic. Uh, not necessarily that they're recon churches. I think that's sort of a, I don't like that term for some reason. It, I think w- there, there's only one church, and that's that there's the body of Christ, and there's a, there's congregations of many stripes and flavors. But um, you know, the, the 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 body of Christ is a patchwork. You know, it, it's not a, 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 you know a white Oxford pinpoint shirt. It's it's a patchwork. It's a quilt. And um, I think that, you know, um, I think you need to fit in. I, need, I think you need to learn how to build bridges. We have to build bridges and not burn bridges. And I think we have to, and as you've probably seen me write on Facebook, it's important that you learn to work with other people. People who think differently than you, who have different views than you, because that's the only, that, who, with whom you disagree, because that's the only type of people there are. Nobody. I mean, the people that I, that I agree with most closely 
on theological issues, there are going to be issues that I do not agree with on historical issues or on financial issues or on decisional issues, political issues. I'm, I'm so glad that this uh, election's over because I saw how quickly it was, how, how easily, it, how easy it was for Christians to be get really snippy with other people thinking that, that they're less than they ought to be because they didn't share the same perspective. How quick we are to divide and to uh, differentiate ourselves on, 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 on things that are not cardinal doctrines, that are, that are not essentials. And yet, we, you know, one man's essential is another man's um, option. So... I'm glad that's over for no other reason that Christians will quit arguing about whether it's, uh, you know, the whole lesser of two evils versus, you know, a third-party candidate, who, you know. You know, um, anyway. But a lot of these people that I meet with, that we talk to, and that are in the, that are lurking, you know, reach out to the people who are not celebrities. Reach out to the people that you don't know. If, if you're running into people, I, I, I see it. Notice Facebook is a is a wonderful tool. It's not the real world, but it is a wonderful tool, and it's almost like a barometer. You know, I see names out there. I don't know the people very well, and I have just looked them up. I've said, "Hey, could I have a phone number?" You know, there's uh, uh, Alex uh, Parks there in su- uh, Southern Illinois. Uh, didn't know Alex Parks. I just saw his name one day. He sent me a friend request. Boom! I find out the guy's an ordained pastor who's a heavy equipment operator who basically was asked to leave a church because he supported homeschooling over status education and he's got a little home church and he's looking for reconstructions and people that are post-millennial and theonomic and and calvinistic and i and so so i get a chance to call this guy and just reach out to him and build a bridge and uh, I don't know what the Lord will do. I, I mean, hopefully I'll meet these brothers and sisters, at, uh, you know, in my travels. But whether you travel around the country or whether you don't, reach out to the, your brothers and sisters. Build bridges with these people. Uh, pray for one another. Uh, and confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And um, if you pray for people, if you're going to argue with people, pray for them. Because I've found that it's pretty difficult to hate somebody you pray for, unless you're praying in precatory prayers, of course. But as you pray for a, a person with whom you disagree, uh, ask God to to reveal Himself to them and to bless them and thank Him for supplying all their needs and 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 for saving Him. As you pray for that person, you're going to it's going to take the edge off your rhetoric. And uh, the the smartest among us are not, you know, God is not finished with them yet. A lot of the people that we that are on the fringes of our Reconstructionist groups. You don't hear from them a lot. You know, uh, like the the call the other day about Reconstructionist uh, friendly churches in Greenville. You know, I, I didn't know that one particular PCA church, uh, the pastor uh, is uh, is a confessed theonomy, a theonomist, and he's post-millennial. Now, he's not going to say that. He's not going to stand up in front of his congregation and tell everybody that he's post-millennial or that he's a theonomist. Or he's not going to probably use the term Christian Reconstructionist. He may do it in his in his office, but that the, the label is not the important thing. It's like you know, Dave Hall in Powder Springs at, at Midway Presbyterian. He, he probably or George Grant. These are men that understand that the label has acquired some baggage over the years. Over the it's been generations now. It's been 30, 40 years, and and so uh, since Rush Dooney first wrote Institute of Biblical Law in seventy three, so. There are a lot of people who've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, 
and you don't know who they are. And they're in the sidelines, and they've done, they fought in battles we have never even heard of. They've written books. They've been there, and they've retired, and now they're sitting on the sidelines. Maybe some of them are wounded warriors, you know, like your Joe Moorcrafts, Brian Abshires, um, and, and, and others still have a few plays left in them. And we want to encourage these people. So the main thing, the main takeaway is, is relationship, whether it's giving, whether it's praying for people, or whether it is just reaching out and befriending people. Let's remember what Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, relationships is at the heart of what we need to be about. Bridge building. And and uh, we don't need to slice the truth so finely that we end up cutting and devouring and uh, uh, injuring uh, the bruised reeds and so uh, I just uh, want to thank you all for the opportunity to speak with y'all every week and uh, you know daily uh, reading of the scriptures and meditation scripture memory prayer for one another when I ask you again get those test you know do the testimonies folks Share your testimonies with us so that we can be enriched and so that we can pass them on to people in our circles to hear what great things God has done for you and that He would use your story to draw other uh, people into His into fellowship with His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, weekly prayer, not just one or two times, but let's, let's pray around the clock. Let's, let's have people take volunteer. We need volunteer, that's the key word, volunteer a time when you can call in and be on that prayer line for other people who need prayer. And, and it doesn't have to just be for Christian Reconstruction. It doesn't have to just be for, for uh, Reconstructionist Radio. It can be for each other. It can be confessing sins. It can be thanksgiving. It can be praise reports. It can be intercession. It can be tactical. It can be imprecatory. So... These are a couple things that we can think about. I, I, I pray that y'all become more involved and not be consumers only. Don't be dead ends to truth. Uh, and let's be doers of the word and not merely hearers who, de- who de- deceive themselves. So thank y'all for joining me. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more interviews in the upcoming weeks and we'll keep this ball rolling. And uh, so for the time being, I'm on my way to Texas. So uh, thank you for joining me today from uh, Western Alabama here on The War Room. Thank you for joining us in The War Room. Please enjoy The Nation's Rage, Psalm 2, by my soul among lions. 